Welcome to Strange Familiars. How are you doing tonight, Allison? I'm doing well. Happy March. We've marched in. Mm-hmm. On tonight's show, I will be talking with Dorian, and Dorian has several stories about... Woo! Especially Woo Bigfoot stuff, which you know I love. Oh my gosh, I just checked all the boxes. Pretty strange stuff. He's got UFOs, he's got Bigfoot, and best of all for me, a Bigfoot and woman in white connection. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I love that. I had what I assumed was a strange familiar listener at the auction tell me that before I brought home a picture of a little baby that I was supposed to sage the house. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't tell her is that I hadn't saged the house the other 10,000 times I've brought photos home. (laughs) (laughs) Are babies particularly more haunted than other photos? I don't know the rules. Does it matter the medium? Like, if is a paper photograph more? We're covered. We're covered? Okay. Yeah, to look around. Look, oh, look, yeah. look at the statues. We're covered. Yeah, we're, okay. No worries. We got, an, we got enough woo. Woo over woo. Mary's got us covered. <laughs> well, before we get to Dorian, I want to thank our patrons. Thank you, patrons. Thank you very much. Thank you for your support. Now more than ever, we could not do Strange Familiars without you, without your help. Our patrons mean the world to us, which is why we give them extra content every month, two full extra episodes of Strange Familiars exclusive for our patrons. If you want to help us make the show and get extra content besides, you can become a patron at Patreon, patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. All right, let's go ahead and get to Dorian. All right, we're talking with Dorian. How are you doing tonight, Dorian? I'm doing well, thank you. I'm excited to get your experiences down. It sounds like some pretty wild stuff. When did this start happening for you? Well, in listening and some of your previous podcasts, I noticed that you find a correlation or a tie-in with sleep paralysis. Yeah, sure. And yeah. now that started, um, I want to say, in my teens, mm-hmm. and. Now, I, I was with you. I, I found them horrifying. I like they were like scary. Like I hated them, you know, mm-hmm. like trying to get out of them, you know, was the hard part. You know, if I could get myself to wiggle or, or move or, or make a sound, I could snap myself out of it. But anywho, the sleep paralysis started, I want to say, like in my in my early teens. Now, that may or may not have, you know, the correlation of when all of these experiences started happening. Who knows, really, right? Sure. Yeah, so yeah. the dream started at, at an early age. Now, the really interesting uh, UFO incident that happened that kind of kicked everything off, so to speak. I was at around 18 years old. And this happened in, I don't know if, if you're familiar with, it's on the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain. Uh, New Orleans is, is south side of this lake. There's okay. a lake called Lake Pontchartrain. 
So on the north side of it, uh, about an about an hour north of New Orleans. Now, I grew up in New Orleans, but we moved to the North Shore uh, around my like around my teens. So one evening, my girlfriend and I went to bed at a decent hour. I want to say around eleven o'clock, and there was no uh, drinking or or. Uh, <laughs> or any other uh, mind-altering mm-hmm. substances that were involved. So, anyhow, we hit the lights, and we, and we lay down to go to sleep. Now, I had a Dalmatian at the time. His name was Sparky. Well, I hear him start going crazy, like barking. And we're on the second floor. So, I hear the dog going crazy, and all of a sudden, the room lights up. My first gut was uh and, and it sounds crazy but <laughs> i thought it was a uh like a helicopter like when they look for like bad guys how they yeah. shine those giant yeah. q-beams down mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well that was my first impression like i thought a, a helicopter was shining a light in in my window right now obviously it doesn't make much sense but at the time that's where i was sure so girlfriend says Dorian, go, go to the window. Go, go see what what's going on. <laughs> and I'm not very proud of it, but I was like, uh, "You go to the window. And see what's going on? I don't want to." Right? So we kind of argued about it, and so we came to the. I said, "Let's go together." <laughs> so we held hands and we went together, and the dog's still going crazy, by the way. So as we approached the window. The light goes out. I mean, like completely, like like the like a light switch. I mean, it just goes dark all of a sudden. Do you remember that movie, A Christmas Vacation? With I mean, Chevy Chase. It's been many years, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's a scene where <laughs> when he lights up all his lights on his house and his poor neighbors, it's like it lights up their house. And then the lights go out, and they, she falls down the stairs. That was the effect. It mm-hmm. was really bright, and then all of a sudden, the lights go out. And so we're sitting there looking, staring at each other, and looking out the window like, what the heck just happened? So we're looking out the window, and off in the distance, above the treetops, and this is kind of a rural, it's not in like a city. It's not like a, in a populated area. Mm-hmm. So anyhow... Above the treetops in the distance, I, I couldn't tell you like how far. We both see this light kind of pulsing, kind of fading in and out, kind of you know like a like coming in and out. Mm-hmm. And then the thing shoots straight up. I mean, like like uh, in an instant, like boom. And we both just looked at each other, like, okay, you saw that, right? And we both just stared at each other, like. What what just happened? Like all of it, you know, the, the the whole room lighting up, and I I guess whatever that object in the distance was, I guess that's what lit the room up. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I didn't see like by the time I got to the window, it's not like I saw it leaving. If you understand, right? But, you know, it was just light, and then not light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. What do you make of that? And this was around like the late 90s. So at the time, you know, I wasn't in like social media or, you know, there wasn't a lot of um, 
places to go with that. I didn't want to go to like the police station and say, did anybody else see something? You know, like I kind of thought about doing it, but, but I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So that kind of started my affinity for the, the paranormal or the different, or at least that opened my, my eyes to different things in the world and what a cool world we live in. Yeah. There's more out there than, than you thought previously. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, okay. So that, that was the, the, the UFO thing that kind of like sent me, right? Well, back to the, uh, the dream thing. And I really like how you made a statement about how when, in, in dealing with this kind of stuff, it's so hard to do it in like a linear fashion. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it's more of like a spider web. Yeah. You know, there, there's all these twists and turns and this leads back to here. You know what I mean? And this ties in over here Absolutely. and this overlaps over here. So, and when you said that, that really hit home. I was like, wow, that was such a, a good way that, that you articulated that. It's so hard to describe this stuff because there's like, and then you'll remember something like, oh yeah, then there was this other thing that, that kind of relates to that, but it happened later on. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's spider webs the, the best example I've been able to come up with. And especially if the if the person you're speaking with doesn't have the same affinity of it as you do, it's right. really hard to convey. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. At some point, you get the they give you the crazy eye, like uh, okay. uh, 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 like this puppy dog side look. Right. Like, right. right. <laughs> So the dream thing, which I I find there's got to be some kind of correlation with it. So these sleep paralysis I was having, I was having them a lot and they were starting to get kind of scary and violent. So I I didn't know what to do about it. So I asked my dad, I'm half Native American and I'm half Irish. Okay. So my father is Native American. So I asked them both. So I kind of got the two different lineages and, and their different views on how to handle things, so, which was, it, it's kind of interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I asked my dad, you know, like, what to do? What would, in his opinion, <laughs> what, what could I do about these night terrors or the sleep paralysis? So, he had an idea, and he used to uh, take a course in hypnosis. He used to uh, hip, hypnotize people. So, he said that there's this I don't know if you call it a trick or an exercise, but he says when you're having a crazy dream and when you, and I think I remember, because I, I believe your wife ha- has lucid dreams and, mm-hmm. and does something similar to this. So he says when, when you're having one of these crazy, horrible dreams and you find yourself, you know, in that state, try to look at your hand. I don't think I've ever really seen my hand, but it's the conscious effort, like the, it's the it's the trigger for me that snaps me to realize that uh, that I'm dreaming. So then I can take control, and like your wife, I, I love the fly. Like as soon as I take control, I take off. Mm-hmm. And so not only did my uh, paralysis where I, you know, where I couldn't snap out of it and I was having these horrible nightmares. Well, then it started turning into where I was able to do all these really amazing things when I was sleeping. Wow. Like, yeah, I know. And, and I felt like, like I had superpowers, but not, I still don't know really how to harness it or, or really, you know, I haven't figured it out yet, but it's, 
it's fun. And, and I know I'm on to something. I just haven't figured it out yet. Mm-hmm. So my dad was, we were trying this exercise and he said that he was going to leave an object on his porch. And he says that he wanted me in my, when I take control and in my dream to fly to his house and tell him what's on the porch. Now I never did do it. I flew to his house, but I never did, you know, see the object. Oh, okay. But you get, you get where I'm going with this, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's, oh, it's so much fun. But like I said, I haven't, I haven't harnessed it. Or, I mean, I haven't perfected it or anything, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And when you said, you know, your wife kind of does the same thing. I was like, oh, it hit home. Like, wow, I'm not the only weirdo. <laughs> Not that she was a weirdo. I didn't want. To, I didn't mean it like that. No, no, no. But yeah, no. I I wish I could. I wish I could. I guess I get. You know, it's the kind of thing. I guess you have to practice. And at what point is it considered astro projection? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it's almost like uh, you know those uh, exercises they do where for like the military where they try to remote viewing. I guess is what I was trying to yeah, to get yeah. at. Now, it's almost similar to that, correct? Wouldn't you say? It feels like it's all related to me, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm dabbling with that. But like I said, you know, I'm not having perfected by any means. But I'm having a lot of fun with that. All right. So my first Bigfoot encounter, which, I, you know, I'm a Bigfoot junkie too. So this one has some serious high strangeness involved with it. So I, I'll leave... Uh, like a, a couple name last things out just because there was actually a murder involved that's never been solved and, and apparently the guy he's still on the FBI's most wanted list and oh, this wow. all ties into the story it's really oh, wow. cool wow I know alright so check this out and this happens to be about a year after that UFO encounter okay mm-hmm. so I have a friend of mine his name is Derek and I wasn't by any means a great hunter or, or a big one. I, I knew enough to be dangerous, you know. Like I would uh, during the summers, I would with my cousin. We'd go trouncing around the woods with a shotgun, trying to shoot squirrels. That you know, that was like the extent of my my hunting knowledge. Mm-hmm. But I talked to me and game, <laughs> and so my friend Derek, you know, his him and his father allowed. They brought me one year with them to go hunting. So we went to, it's State Line, Mississippi. It's on the border. I guess that's hence the name State Line. Mm-hmm. But it's on the border of Mississippi and Alabama. And it's kind of north. And this guy, <clears throat> we'll call him Bob, owned a bunch of land. And he was, you know, real good friends with my friend Derek's father. And so, we, you know, we, we didn't need like tags or anything. He just let us you know, just hunting on his property. Mm-hmm. So the very first night we're there, Derek and I were walking along there, the creek that ran through the property. And so we had a, a spotlight and we were shining for rabbits. I had heard about Bigfoot at, at this point, but, you know, like I said, this is the late nineties and, you know, there social media or, you know, none of, uh, there wasn't a big uh, wealth of knowledge right. yeah. on the subject. Mm-hmm. So, we're, we're walking along this creek, and I thought we were spooking and jumping deer. We kept hearing these loud, uh, splashes in, in the water. 
you could tell it was a heavy object because whenever it made the the goosh, you could hear like the void of the water leave. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then the splash up, the kaboosh, you know, so it was a big object. I, I thought it was a deer. So then I asked my friend Derek, I said, is that, is that deer? And he was like, no, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we kept walking and then it happened again. And then I said, well, what is that, Derek? And then when I saw the look on his face and that he didn't have an idea, I knew something was off, you know. But right. like I said, I really wasn't a, a, a big hunter, but I didn't want to kind of let him know that. <laughs> so I acted like it wasn't a big deal. So it happened about two or three more times, this, these giant flashes. So then when, the, when I hit the panic button is, we heard another giant splash right behind us. So in other words, like we were walking and there were, it was always the splashes were in front of us. That's why I thought we were spooking something. But then when we heard that last giant splash behind us, in other words, there was more than one thing making noises and it sounded like we were getting pinched in, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And so he had a panic look on his face. So then I panicked and we both um, decided to walk really fast back to a cabin. So that's the first night. So that warmed up and we never really kind of talked about what we, you know, what, what just happened. You know, he, he was unsure and I didn't want to press him on the issue. I just left it alone. Well, the next day we did the morning hunt and as we're coming back to the cabin, something jumped in front of the truck that was was giant i i i didn't get a real good look at it because it, it was that happened so fast but it was big and the color was like the color of the butt of the gun of the rifle you know that kind of like that hardwood thing um kind of like a cherry wood kind of mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. it was like that color Later on, Bob comes to the cabin. <laughs> Derek and I told him, says, man, something jumped in front of the truck. It was giant. And it was, you know, we described what color it was. And he really dismissed it, like, right away, like, oh, that was an old timber wolf you saw. And, and in the back of my head, I was thinking, like, one, I, I, I don't know if there's a lot of wolves in, in Mississippi, but I, I, I didn't want to questioned the gentleman you know he was a, a lot more knowledgeable than i was about the woods so right, right. i just took his word for it and i knew that, that it was so big that it, that it wasn't a wolf but mm-hmm. like i said i just brushed it off right yeah so i know you said you didn't get a good look at it but could you estimate the size okay it was definitely wider than it was a uh it was like a, a 90s pathfinder we were in and it was wider than the vehicle oh Okay. And it hit the little road that we were, it was like it, it landed, like it, it it made a leap, hit the road and made another leap. But, but it happened so fast, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't really get a good look. But it was giant and it, we hit the brakes and then he had that same weird panicky look on his face that he had the night before. Yeah. So I was... You see where this is going, right? Things are adding up, but but like I said, we didn't have a wealth of knowledge of this kind of stuff right, at that point. Right, right, yeah. But I knew something was off. Okay, so this is where it gets weird. 
So we leave, we end up, you know, uh, th- that was as far as, as the, the Bigfoot stuff that I saw at that point. Now, I guess about a few months later, Bob's wife was found shot execution style in the ditch, not far from like with the cabin we were staying in. Now, they say that Bob did it and he's never been found. And his hairpiece and his buck knife and things that the guy never left home with were at the house. And, you know, he's still never been found. And I'm not saying that he knew about Bigfoot and something was tied in with all that. But who knows? It's all real weird. And the kicker is is his property is backed up to a state park. Like, it was a national park, I guess, or whatever. So, I don't know. I, I just, I found that all kind of. Yeah, that is, it's an odd bit of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying that it's related, but it makes a weird story. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, you know, and he still hasn't been found. Yeah, it's like I often say, there's like other weirdness that tends to surround all of this weird stuff, it seems like there's other weirdness that surrounds it, too. And the land. And you and then you, all, you always say there's all, something with the land that always has a part mm-hmm. to play in yeah. a lot of this stuff yeah. as well. Wow. Your friend that was driving, I know you said he, he just had that same look on his face. He never mentioned whatever jumped in front of you again, either, I'm guessing. No, and in fact, I ran into him about a year ago, and uh, I brought all this up. And he remembers the creek and the splashing, and he remembers hitting the brakes to avoid hitting something, but he doesn't remember what. Interesting. You know? Yeah, that's interesting. Now, mind you, this wasn't his first big hunting trip. It was for me. So all this stuff, I, I was on heightened sense alert. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is all new and exciting to me. So I remembered everything. Right. Whereas that, you know, like this is just another hunt for him, if you understand what I'm saying. Okay, so I, like I said, I don't know if anything correlates, but I just I found that kind of weird. Yeah. And the fact that the property butts up to, to the state park, mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting as well. I've driven through that part going down to Alabama, and I remember looking like just as we were driving through that area. I remember looking at the woods and just thinking, man, these are thick woods here. Like, they just looked so thick. Like, uh, I mean, anything could be in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of them, too, if I remember correctly. I just remember just like, going, wow, this is, like, different than Pennsylvania. These are really thick woods. Like, what are the woods in Pennsylvania like? I mean, you can get thick woods, but if it's thick, it's usually just underbrush and stuff, you know. But if you have a good, you know, old forest, it's, it's nice and open. You know, so there's not like a lot of like briars and blackberry thorn bushes and stuff like that. There can be, you know, depending, especially if it's like newer growth and stuff before the trees get, you know, real big again. I but got the places I love to hike have the, you know, the big older growth. Uh, I don't think we have much, too much, uh, at least in this part of Pennsylvania, too much old growth left, but it's like second, third growth stuff. And if they get nice and big, then the trees get big enough to kill that underbrush and the, the woods are nice and open. Ah. I get you, I get you. Yeah, and you can, you know, kind of get a good view of where you are. Now, in the middle of the summer, pretty much everything's nasty and crap. Right. Okay, so sticking with uh, the weird Bigfoot stuff, 
this is when I emailed you about a year ago, mm-hmm. and it, it, this that had just happened like a month earlier. So at this point in my life, I was uh, I'm a real big uh, alien junkie. Like I, I love just staring at the stars and looking for you know lights in the sky. You know, you know what I mean. I, I just mm-hmm. I enjoy it, but whether I see anything or not, I, I just you know I have fun. So I watched this documentary with a gentleman, Dr. Stephen Greer. Are you familiar with him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he had this project. Pretty sure you're probably familiar with this too. It, it was the the CE5 group mm-hmm. where they, where you know, it's a group of people that get together, and he's kind of under the impression that a lot of these uh, aliens or entities or whatever word you want to label it with, from what I gather, there are um, a lot more uh, consciously evolved uh, than we are. He said that when he, he supposedly he saw uh, a craft and he, for instance, he says there's no like joysticks. Like in other words, you don't have to actually use like levers to move the craft. You use it with your mind. Like mm-hmm. you use it consciously. You make the ship go or do whatever, you know, like there's no telephones or right, right. they use, apparently he's under the impression that, you know, they use their conscience. So they do these exercises where they get a group of people and they basically send up like a mental flare. Okay. Like where they all consciously kind of together in their mind's eye picture where they are on the earth at that particular time. And in their mind's eye, kind of like you zoom in and out on Google Map where you pan in and out. Mm-hmm. Well, they do that mentally and they try to mentally project to the entity where they are and send up their mental flare, if you will. Basically, they, they're under the impression that that increases their odds of being able to see a ship or a, a merc or an entity or what have you. I found that real fascinating. So I, I said, you know, what the heck? I'll, I'll give it a go. And I was never really big into meditating. And, and mainly just because, one, I, I was, I, my patience or, or uh, lack thereof, uh, you know, I, I was always had a hard time just shutting down. And yeah, I, get, I, I have started meditating <laughs> recently and it is, um, yeah, I wish I started when I was younger. I'm, everyone has always told me there are benefits, and I get it. I know it's great, and I should do it. It's just it's really hard. For it is. Me. It's, it's like not, flossing. It's, Why don't I start flossing too? While I'm at it. Right. Yeah. I guess they call it like monkey mind or whatever, where your mind just goes spinning. <laughs> I get that. So, do you meditate? I, yeah, I try. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> it's taught me very quickly that I'm not so. I guess I hoped I would progress, but it's it seems like treading water. It's an ongoing work in progress. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm making progress, but it just, you know, you always hope for more, I guess, than you get. Right. Okay, so so I, I, I'm with you. Uh, so I'm trying my best, right? I'm meditating, and, and I'm getting like, uh, you know, maybe 20 minutes in, you know, which is good for me, you know? And I would do this right at around dusk, right? Right when it's getting dark, right? So I would do my little 20 minutes of meditation and then I would go outside right when it's dark and then I stare at the sky, right? So I did this a few times and then lo and behold, uh, I, I actually, I started kind of seeing 
some things. Now, you know, I mean, who knows what they are? I'm not going to come out and say, uh, I did this and I'm seeing aliens now, but, but I, I was seeing some things. I don't know what they were. They're UFOs in my book. It's a, un- unidentified, right? So just unidentified, like lights in the sky kind of stuff. Well, one of them, um, I call it the flasher. It, it, this one was so bizarre, Mr. Renner. It, it would be like a, uh, almost like if someone would have a giant Q beam in space and it would just flash really quick one time or, or usually maybe twice. Like as I'm just staring at the sky, all of a sudden, blink, and then in the same exact location, blink. You know, it, you know, what is that? It's not a satellite. It wasn't a plane. Right. You know, it's just little things like that. You know, and then you see the little tic tacs, and uh, once I've seen a, a light that had other little balls of different color lights coming out of it. Uh, I thought that was very interesting. Oh, yeah. So, you know, little things like that. So it was kind of working, right? So I was kind of digging it. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
so one night I did my little meditation and I'm in the back and uh, so I'm staring at the sky and I uh, hear the, the proverbial bipedal crunch, 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 you know, walking in the, in the woods. Now, I, I should kind of preface this a little bit. So we live, like I said, like an hour north of New Orleans. There's a state park about two miles from my house, so it's wooded, but we're not, like, in the woods, right? Mm -hmm. But there's this one stretch of woods that's in the back of our house, and it does connect to the state park down that two miles away. So we do get, from time to time, we'll get, like, hogs tear up the yard a little bit, deer, you know, we get small game, little foxes and stuff like that, coyotes. So as I'm staring in the sky... And I hear that proverbial. Now, it it sounds like my first initial thought is I, I thought it was a person back there walking. I was like, oh, my God, who, who the heck's back there, right? And I was like, um, this is weird. And it's about, at this point, I've been staring at the sky for a while. So it was like around midnight. So I'm hearing this noise. So um, I get my, my girlfriend, Bridget, you know, I was like, I'm listening to this. Something's going on. So she comes outside. So thank God I had a witness with me, too. I wasn't, like, weirding myself out. Right. You know, the, right. Someone else was there and heard the exact same thing that I did. So we hear this bipedal stuff, right? Well, it starts getting kind of closer to our house. And not our next-door neighbor to the right, but the house on the end of the street, two houses down. They have two dogs, and they keep them outside. And one's a, a little bit larger dog, and then one's uh, one of those little yippers, right? Mm -hmm. So the yipper starts yipping. And so now there's a bipedal walking left behind our house and starts walking towards the dog. So the dog's just yipping and yipping. And, and it was actually it was aggravating me a little bit earlier because I was stargazing, and I was like, man, dang dog, you know? Well, when I hear this bipedal walking going toward the dog, you see where this is going, right? Like, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I was like, wait, wait, is this really happening? You know? <laughs> like, no way. So the bipedal walking gets closer and gets closer. And the next thing, you know, by all intents and purposes, you... It sounded like a dog being murdered. Oh wow! <laughs> like it, yeah. You, I mean, you hear it went from yipping to, uh, I, I don't know, um, like screams, like a, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, it sounded like a dog dying. Right. So my girlfriend starts screaming and yelling, "No, don't hurt the dog!" And so she starts running blindly towards the house where all this noise is going on <laughs> yelling at thin air you know don't kill the dog right and i'm not thinking bigfoot at this point you know I, I was looking for an alien a little while ago so i don't know what's going on but this it is it's weird so she's yelling don't kill the dog next thing you know it sounded like uh, like before it was the bipedal crunch 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 well, after my girlfriend starts yelling and screaming and then the dog basically being killed, 
it took off. And, I mean, it sounded like a freaking rhino leaving the scene. I mean, it was just mowing shrubs. And, I mean, it was not being stealth. It was sounded large and in charge, right? It, and it took off. So my girlfriend and I are just sitting there staring at each other like, what, what just happened? You know, like, what just happened? And then we started both thinking the same thing. Like, no way, right? right. No way. Because you know, we're both into this kind of stuff. We listen to different podcasts and things like that. So we're both like, wait, this, this, you know, like, no way. First of all, we're in Southeast Louisiana, you know, there's, there's no Sasquatch around here, right? You know, like, yeah, you know, like everyone always says, you know, I thought it was a Northwest issue, right. you right. know, like, who thinks of Bigfoot in Louisiana, right? <laughs> but what, what else are you left with? I mean, okay, one, okay, yeah, I guess it could be like a weird homeless person, right, that just decided to go kill the dog. But, you know, none of this is really making sense. So this is where it gets really good. So the next morning, we took a walk down there that night, but we couldn't see anything or anything of that nature. So the next morning, I walk down there. And in the driveway, I see a small cow. I'm I'm not laughing because it's just funny. I'm like, you know, it's like my defense mechanism. You know, you laugh yeah. when you're scared. Or, I don't mean to laugh. At, I'm a dog lover. So, but anyways, I see a, a small kennel, right? A small what? I'm sorry. Kennel. Oh, okay, kennel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm like, oh gosh, no way, right? So we wait, uh, I guess we wait till about three or four o'clock that, that afternoon. And my girlfriend called the neighbor, right. And asked basically <laughs> like, Hey, is everything okay? We thought we might've heard something and blah, 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 blah. Well, she tells us that technically the dog was alive in the morning, but they brought it to the vet and that they had to put it down like immediately. Mm. The vet said it had massive internal bleeding. He thinks it might have had seizures, like, during the night, and its front two legs were paralyzed. Mm. And, it, I mean, it was clinging to life. So, I mean, they put it down. And she was real upset about the whole issue, right? And so my girlfriend told her, you know, like, hey, we heard something weird, you know, and it was around, you know, midnight. We, we didn't want to wake you up. But she's like, oh, I really wish you would have, you know, to, she was she was really broken up about it, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to just come out and say that, like I think Bigfoot killed your dog, you know? Right, like right. I, I didn't want to say anything like that, you know, because you know how people look at you. She tells us you can't make this stuff up, okay? She has an aunt that lives with her, and her aunt's older. I believe she's around. Uh, I think she's around in her late seventies, and she's blind now. She said about a week earlier, they were in the backyard, and their fence that backs up to the woods is a chain link fence. It's not a wooden fence, so you can, like, see the woods. Well, the lady, we'll call her Mary, her aunt, she says that her aunt is there in the yard, and her aunt says, Mary, somebody's watching us. Somebody's in those woods looking at us. I can feel them. You know, Mary said she looked and that she didn't see, you know, she couldn't see anything in the woods. 
But okay, so you see, you see these things starting to add up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the blind ant, okay, senses something in the yard behind her, the, like a week before this this incident happened. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, this is too cool, right? Like this is really going on. So I take a walk in the woods later that day, like in the back, and I have a few pictures. I'll I'll email them to you. But lo and behold behind their yard it's like about a four foot tall tv structure oh man like no kidding like i wow. like now it's not like big enough to like like i don't think like like big feet were like hanging out in there or living in there it was some kind of structure and mary even mentioned it and said she has two children but she asked her kids, the kids, first of all, the kids are freaked out in the, about their, those woods. They don't play in the woods back there. And they said, Mom, we didn't build that, you know? So about 20 feet from their fence. It's like not far. Hmm. So now we have a little TV center that's behind there, about probably where the blind lady thought she felt someone staring at them. And then you have that incident, right? Now I'm really taking this, like, oh, okay, this is, this is, this is too much. So then I'm starting to, like, really get, go deep with it. So I'm starting to walk around the woods and take pictures. And I'm really fascinated at this point. Well, I find, like, what, what kind of looks like a, a den of some sort. It's just basically a bunch of down trees. But it, it, I just got like this real creepy feeling, you know, and, and it just it looked off, it, you know, it just looked different. So, anyways, I take a couple pictures, and when I took the pictures, I didn't see it at the time. <laughs> but when I get home and I'm looking at my phone, sure enough, there is look kind of like an apparition, but it looked like a lady like you know the proverbial like you know the, the lady in white that's always associated with bigfoot mm-hmm. there was a lady that looked like she had like a uh, a, uh, a deer headpiece like a like a deer's half of a head on top of her head like in this picture wow. like i'm not making this up right so i see this and i'm like oh my gosh this is so weird right like that like, you know, this is all, like, too much. Like, this is, like, I'm on cloud nine. I'm having so much fun with all this. I'm like, all right, all right, so take a step back here. You know, like, you know, sometimes you get caught up in the moment, and you, I reeled myself back, you know, like, okay, wait, 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 let's, let's get back to reality here. So uh, I talked to my dad again. I was like, you know, I told him kind of what was going on. And I said, well, what do you think? You know, what, what, what would you do? Since you helped me with my dreams and stuff, you know, what, what you got on this one? Yeah, yeah. He says, well, why don't you uh, pray? Why don't you meditate on it? Why don't you go in the woods and sit down and meditate and pray and ask and see what happens? And so, you know, that, that thought had never occurred to me, right? So I was like, well, you know, what do I have to lose? You know, sounds like fun. Let's do it. So uh, I waited till it was a nice sunny day one day. I, I go back there and find a little spot and I sit down and I shut down and I, I mentally tried to meditate, which, you know, I'm not very good at, but, you know, I gave it my college effort. And I started 
Oh, how uh, Okay, so you, when you were a, a kid, you remember when you used to draw uh, like a, a picture of, say, like a stick figure and a ball, and then you flip the page and the ball is a little bit higher, and then you flip the page and a little bit higher, and then when you flip them real fast, it makes like a cartoon? Oh, yeah, like a flip book, yeah. Yes, sir. So in my mind's eye, I got my, you know, my eyes closed, I start getting like these Polaroids, these flashes, these little still shots of the land of what like the where I was kind of almost like an aerial shot of what the place looked like almost like uh, like hundreds of years ago. Like I felt ancient, like old. And then I, I get a vision, a picture of a. Uh, and, and mind you, I had all these, I had an idea. I wanted to ask questions and I wanted to do this and that. But then once all this stuff started happening, everything went out the window. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I wasn't ready for any of this. <laughs> so I'm getting these still shots, these visions. And so then I, I get this like vision of this, this huntress, this like lady, this, uh, I got like a big presence. Like she was, and I know what this sounds like, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm that guy. But I get like a vision of like this old huntress, like a almost like a like a Celtic lady, like a uh, what's uh, Artemis, you know, the uh, the huntress. So it's something of that nature. I was getting a vision of that, and then she's like really upset and like mad, and 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 then I start seeing all these animals and they're dying she's like kind of ticked off and I don't know I, I started feeling I guess like her emotions Mr. Renner I, I, I panicked I guess I had a, a quick uh, attack I, I got scared I jumped up and I literally ran home like uh, like I sprinted home and like I, I jumped I ran to the bathroom and I started a shower and I just wanted to like you know, like rinse, trying to clear my head, like what the heck just happened? And I looked in the mirror and I, I was broke out and hot. I wow. used to get highs when I was younger, when I was a little worried war, I had nerves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I look in the mirror and I'm so I'm riddled with highs. I'm crying. I don't know why. <laughs> I was like a, a, a disheveled shell of a man. <laughs> wow. I know, right? And I'm like, what, what just happened? So I went from like sharpening sticks, hunting Bigfoot to now, you know, now I'm totally like on this woo side, you know, now I'm not thinking that there's some monkey in the back. There's just something else going on. I like the term others, mm -hmm. you know, where do you go with that? What's that all about? Yeah. And I know it under, I understand how it sounds. But yeah, no, I, you can't make that up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. In a way it's like, in a lot of ways it makes way more sense, you know, than an undiscovered species of some sort. In other ways, it's like, it, it's way more difficult because now you, it just sounds so much crazier to everybody else. Right. Like it just, I know I could tell even when you're talking about it, like, I know what I sound like, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I don't get it. You're chasing a ghost. Mm -hmm. Like, it's what it really seems like. You mm -hmm. know, like, 
I know we, we've heard the stories where they supposedly shot him and, you know, the military's got the body or whatever. And, and that very well could be, but I, I still have a feeling that we're chasing a ghost. Mm-hmm. Something that's not like other animals. Exactly. Like, like um, I, I love listening to Sasquatch Chronicles as well. And like he was saying that the, that area X where they're trying to kill one, well, they've been trying to, to hunt and kill one for like over 10 years. And, and he wasn't trying to bust the guy's chops about it, but he was saying like, well, you know, if I was to ask you to get me a deer or a boar or whatever, you know, you could do it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> 10 years and there's just, there's always something happens. Like, you know, it's, oh, yeah. just, it's like you're chasing a ghost, you know, and that was tangible, Mr. Renner. Like that dog died. What killed it? Right. You know, okay, maybe it could have been a homeless guy, I guess. Uh, but why? Right. Yeah. And where is he now? Right. What does he just walk, kill a dog and leave? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make much sense. That sent me down another rabbit hole to where, you know, like at first, I guess you, I guess you consider the, the flesh and blood. But then after that, that kind of shoved me, you know, a little bit different direction on how I, how I look at things, if you kind of catch my drift. Oh, yeah. Okay, so first of all, I, I think all of these subjects overlap in some way, shape, or form, right? Like, Agreed, yeah. Like, you know, like um, uh, one of the things I found so fascinating you said was back in the day when you, the ghost hunters, where they would hear uh, footsteps or an entity walking in the house, <laughs> and they would sprinkle flour on the floor, you yeah. said, right? Yeah. And now we're plaster of Paris and mm-hmm. footprints, and, and what's the difference, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... You yeah. know what I mean? We're just looking for them in mud instead of, you know, powder. Yeah. Exactly. And then apparently the, the, the pebble thing is a thing, too, like with yep. ghosts. And and then I love the uh, the smell thing, you know, mm-hmm. like um, aliens, you get a, a sense of, uh, you know, you'll get the sulfur smell. So with Bigfoot and, and then demons, you know, mm-hmm. but everybody has their big egos and, and everyone's right. And no one seems to be able to talk about subjects and admit they don't know or will be able to open minded to someone else's theory if you understand what I'm saying. But oh, yeah. I think there's a giant overlap that I think y'all are doing a great job of, of at least trying to bring to the forefront. Of- I can't say for sure they're related, but like when you look at these things, like you know everything you pointed out, the smells, the, the lights that are associated with all these different phenomena, the way the, the footprints are, you know, it's, it's just, it's like, well, we can at least say the same things are happening and then look at it that way. You know, we might never for sure be able to connect them, but it certainly feels connected to me. Like the same things are happening in these different instances. Yes, sir. And another fascinating part is is like the whole dream thing that I'm playing with. And Mm -hmm. then you said that you may or may not have had like, you know, these so-called, you know, alien abductions, but you feel like maybe like you maybe not have ever left your body, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, how much of that is not a lucid dream, but maybe you're doing things or other things are doing things in your subconscious and that's how all that works. Could be. I mean, it could be some kind of, like you said, could be some kind of out-of-body experience. I Yeah. I don't know. And 
lately, more than ever, I feel like dreams are related to this stuff somehow. Again, I can't tell you how, but I've had too many powerful dreams and known other people that have had too many powerful dreams after these experiences that relate to them. That it's like, ooh, man, that feels like part of it too. And and the fact that so many people talk about like, you know, they'll wake up and they'll see Bigfoot staring in their window and they'll just turn over and go back to sleep. You know, like what? Right. It, yeah. And, and it makes total sense at the time. You know, like, yeah, yeah there he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of, uh, I'll touch on one one quick dream that that you'll like. This is a, a really good one. So I, I had one of my, uh, I took control and I, I was flying. Now sometimes I find it like I I'll have trouble. Uh, it takes a lot of effort for me to fly sometimes. Like mm-hmm. sometimes like I find myself like trying really hard. Like it's like taking a lot of energy in some way. So anyways, so I take control and I'm flying and. I'm in this house and I'm in this hallway and there's a door at the end of this. It's a really narrow hallway and it's not very tall either. I want to say it's maybe seven feet high, eight feet tops. And I'm flying and I'm at the top of this little ceiling in this narrow hallway. So I fly and at the end of the hallway, there's a door. So then I get to the door and then I fly through the door and uh, it, makes a slight little jog to the left and it's the same narrow little hallway with another door at the end. So I fly and I hit that door, go through it, same thing, another little jog to the left, narrow hallway with a door at the end. So I fly, get to it and I go through that door and then it kind of opens up and it's a big room and and I'm not real sure what happens at the, after that point, but this is where it gets good. <laughs> so I wake up and uh, I'm late for work. And so I hit the floor running. So I get in the car, I go to the job, and uh, my dad's there waiting on me. We're painters; we do painting work. So it's the very first day, so we got to do the you know the walkthrough with the customer, and you know he's kind of just showing us what exactly he wants done. And I walk in. And you see where this is going now, right? So uh, I'll, I'll walk in the house and, I, you know, I speak to the gentleman. You know, my dad kind of gives me a little guff about being late. So we go and we open this door and there's this narrow, long hallway. Oh, wow. There's a door at the end. My heart starts kind of, you know, starts eating. And I was like, no way. And so, like, I don't say anything, you know, and, and, and my dad and this gentleman are speaking. So we walk, and then we go to the end, and I said, if, if he opens this door, and it's another little hallway, I was like, I'm a freak. And sure enough, he opens the door, and it's another little narrow hallway with a door at the end of it. And then so we walk, and we get to the end of that door, and I said, if he opens this door, and it's a big open room, I'm going to lose it. And it did. Wow. <laughs> and it was. It was, uh, Mr. Renner, I, it was the, I saw the exact, ha- I mean, everything was the same. And I just saw it in my dream, like, an hour earlier, you know? And so I was like, oh, my gosh. I said, Dad, I, I need a second. Just, <laughs> I got to go outside for a minute. Let me, let me gather myself. So I'll walk outside, kind of just, like, take a moment and go back inside and make sure and it it was the exact hallway. Wow. So 
dreams gotta have some there's something to them yeah you know that that we haven't figured out yet oh yeah yeah i i said that you know josh who wrote where the footprints end with me he's done this ecology of souls series of, of two books that he you know he relates sort of this general theory of the paranormal that it's all related to death and you know I, I definitely think there's there's meat on that bone i think there's something to it but i've been saying like if i write my general theory of the paranormal it's going to be related to dreams i think I, it's just lately especially there's just too much of this that's like coming back in people's dreams and i know some of the places that chad and i have been we both have had some very powerful dreams afterwards that have come to like, I don't know if you heard the one episode when we were at this, the one park at night, he dreamt about Grays being there and kind of having us sort of paralyzed there in the woods. And we went back. I said, well, we got to go back to that area. Cause he, I said, can you find that place in the woods? He's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It was definitely it was along this one trail. And we went back there and right where he had the dream was, there was a big old teepee structure like big old TV structure, just right where he had the dream. So it's like, man, this like somehow this stuff is tied in. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Oh, and how about this? I I got a synchronicity for you too. Don't you have a, or didn't you have like kind of a, an owl thing? Oh yeah. So uh, apparently last night, uh, a not so nice person must've been driving fast down my street. And, uh, I woke up this morning and there was a beautiful dead owl in the middle of the road uh-huh. so I, I was able to salvage uh, a lot of its feathers and said a prayer and buried it and mm-hmm. you know treated it with respect but i thought how 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 bizarre was that you know yeah. the, the owl yeah. right the day i'm gonna speak with mr renner is that big dead owl uh-huh. right right in the driveway i thought that was kind of a weird synchronicity there yeah. for you yeah a little bit First, I want to thank you so much for doing what you do and for helping people like myself not feel like they're a one-off. You know what I mean? Oh, I, yeah. I, you're, you're doing a great job. Thank you. And I, I love how you conduct yourself and, and your audience. And, thank and you. I, I find what you do very, very helpful. And it's like Confucius said, it, if you enjoy your work, you, you don't work a day in your life. Bingo. Uh, I feel like you enjoy what you're doing and it shows. Thank you. I'm lucky to be able to do what I do and I'm glad people seem to, um, I guess hopefully it helps people, but I feel like it's my pleasure and it's my duty to to provide this space because I uh, very much enjoy this. This I'm a very lucky man. Yes, sir. So, so, yeah, I wanted to thank you because, you know, I I, I took pages out of your book and and I'm trying to start my own podcast. Oh, awesome. What's it called? It's called Brave Awakenings. Okay. So I took it like brave, like a native brave, mm-hmm. and then awakenings, you know? Nice. So I thought that was a cool little play on words. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not a big, I'm not successful. I'm not y'all yet, but, but I'm, 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 I've got my hard hat and my lunchbox, and then I'm, 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 I'm in it for the long haul, and I'm, I'm, I will make it. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, I wanted to thank you for the one tip that you said that I really paid attention to, and I, I, I found that you were profoundly right on this is, it, no matter where you are on, on this planet, there is some kind of folklore wherever you live. Like, you don't have to drive hundreds or thousands of miles. I'm sure that there's something cool in your own backyard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Certainly. You know, like an old folklore, right? Certainly. So I remember you saying something of that nature. 
So I started doing my little armchair research, and lo and behold, the state park that I was mentioning earlier, that's two miles down the down the road, supposedly uh, Marie Laveau, remember the uh, the old voodoo queen? Yeah, lady? yeah. There's a, a sugar plantation there, and supposedly she did some wicked stuff out there. So I, I, I'm researching and I'm doing some stuff out there, and come to find out, there's like all kind of weird stuff around here that I don't have to go far to find a cool story yeah. for uh, a, a folklore. And it's it's like one leads to another, too. That's the other thing. Yes, sir. I wonder, uh, thank you so much for that. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm, well, I'm excited. You got to send me links to your podcast. I'll put them in the show notes so people can find you. Yes, sir. It's Brave Awakening. Awesome. Awesome. And your everywhere podcasts are? Pretty much. There's a few platforms I'm not on yet, but I'm working on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll get there. Just like It's a struggle. Starting the second one, I forgot how what a slow grow it is. But uh, right. if you're consistent and you stick with it, you know it'll grow. You'll get there. Uh, well, thank you. And, and I, I just wanted to thank you again for everything, Mr. Renner. It, oh, yeah. it's, been, uh, it, it's been an awesome evening, and I appreciate you. Sure. I have a couple follow-up questions if you got time. Yeah, yeah, hit me. So, are you still doing the meditations in your backyard? I don't do the the like the CE five thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I don't try to do the where I do it and then go look for the, the alien. Mm-hmm. But I am still doing the meditation part. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing it where supposedly now I've heard this is my theory is you're kind of supposed to be a little more a little specific in asking the universe and when when you're meditating actually kind of have a point to it then don't just kind of willy-nilly just say oh uh i'd like to be a successful podcast guy you know from what i understand is you have to be a little more detailed and you have to put a little more effort and and your the intention right intention is a big thing and and you're supposed to be uh very specific in your intentions of when you when you're meditating Mm -hmm. so in a long-winded answer, yes. And has any more Bigfoot activity or things like it around your place? No, you know what? I'd, I'd love to say yeah, but it's been it's been quiet lately. Uh, it happens. Yeah, it seems like there's no rhyme or reason to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not like uh, I heard action when the blackberries were in season. Right. You know, right. I, 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 I have no idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Those are great stories. Though. Thank you so much. No, I appreciate you. And uh, it, man, this was fun. I appreciate it. Let me go ahead and get this uh, curiosity over here, Allison. Okay. I don't even know what to call this print, this kind of printing. 70s fever dream. <laughs> As someone who worked in a frame shop, <laughs> is there a word for that? I don't know. It's just it's metallic. <laughs> it's like a metallic, uh, not holographic necessarily, but... It's definitely like as you turn it different directions, it does look a little bit... It varies the photo. Mm-hmm. It's a print, not a photo, right? Yeah, the, the print. I'm sorry. Yeah. So this is a, an owl. It is a silvery, shiny owl print. 
Oh, yeah. Like if you turn it certain ways, the eyes, yeah, the eyes glow. Yeah. Help me, yeah. Very owl service. Did we have an episode on the owl service at one You've point? You've mentioned it, but I don't think we did a, did a full episode. It's a pre-framed print, and you said this is the kind that you, it's kind of... You're not going to be able to pop that out and put something else in it. Yeah, You're stuck with the owl. <laughs> it's, it's the owl. You get the owl in the frame? I'm not going to presage it for you. <laughs> I did um, light a little incense today just accidentally, but... Yeah, who knows? Maybe it worked. As far as we know, this owl is not haunted. Yeah. In, the place it came from is very not haunted. Yeah. yeah. Unless you'd like it to be. <laughs> yeah. Unless you want it to be, be haunted. haunted. Then it, it costs $10 more, <laughs> and it is very haunted. I, usually these kind of... Was this from the 70s or 80s? I would say, yeah. Usually that kind of thing doesn't... doesn't speak to you. <laughs> at all, but these, this was an owl print. And I was like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. It is. And when you, when you, when you turn it in the... It catches the light in the eyes, and it looks a little spooky. So I picked it up, and I thought specifically, that'll be a neat little curiosity of the week. So it is a framed metallic owl print. That will be our curiosity of the week this week. If you go to the show notes at strangefamiliars.com, you should see an image of the owl as best as I could photograph it. It's kind of hard to photograph that. that Yeah, something that changes. (laughs) And if you click on that, it'll take you to our Etsy shop where you can purchase that and other curiosities of the week. While you're at Etsy, make sure to pick up a Strange Familiars t-shirt. We have the Awoken Tree design in blue and glow in the dark. It would be really good if we could just wrap it around as some of the packaging on this. Exactly. You, <laughs> you can Save the earth. There won't be any bubble wrap. You can just buy things and pat it out. <laughs> you can purchase my artwork there, originals or prints. You can purchase my books there, signed. You don't even have to ask. Get them from Etsy. I'll just sign them automatically. Allison has a number of old photographs up there and much more. Go ahead and check it out. Our shop name is Lost Grave. There's always a link in the show notes to our Etsy shop. But if you type in Strange Familiars at Etsy, our stuff should come up. You should see our t-shirt and some of my art and stuff. And you can get to our shop that way. And while you're on Etsy, check out our friends, Chad. He's got a shop. It's called Ruck Rabbit Outdoors. I think the shop is indoors, though. They just sell outdoors material. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he would sell it to you outside, too, though. I mean, he, That would know, probably be his preference, I yeah, would imagine. You don't have to be inside to buy it. But I think it's kept inside. I don't think they have a computer and all their materials outside in the weather. Probably not. Yeah. I do like the idea of, like, a Ruck Rabbit interiors where he um, he just designs your living room for you. And it's all flannel. Yeah, it's like it's, buffalo plaid it's couches. All buffalo plaid. It's very, like, Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> Every room has an axe hanging on the wall. Well, of course. Yes. Designed by Chad. <laughs> and I can imagine that hanging over your bed at night, just really hoping it holds. <laughs> <laughs> I can admit this now that I don't work in doing that, but sometimes people would say that they were going to hang these really heavy pictures over their bed, and I'd be like, I think that wire is going to hold. <laughs> I did an electrical job one time. The overhead these, light. <laughs> these people had bought this... Um, like custom-made rustic light that was made from these super heavy iron pulleys, like barn pulleys mm-hmm. and stuff. It was like a chandelier kind of thing. It was so heavy. I couldn't even put the light in myself. Me and another electrician were taking turns. Holding it. Holding it while the other one wired it. And then it was just held in by a regular electric box. <gasps> To this day, I, I Every always, Thanksgiving, you're going, I hope none of the little kids are sitting on I just, oh, it was so heavy. If it fell... It would hurt somebody. Oh, yeah. 
at hurt minimum. Yeah. If nobody's there, they had a table underneath it. That table is dust. <laughs> it was so heavy. So I, yeah, I often think about that. Like, ooh, it was already existing construction. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that electric box was put in. Because that part wasn't done by you. Yeah. So I remember like telling the people like, this is super heavy. Are you sure you trust this electric box? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, this is super heavy. Are you sure you trust this? And they're like, just put it in. You know what I realized as an adult recently? That everyone's just kind of winging it. I think so, yeah. In every industry. Mm -hmm. Like you talk to nurses and they're just like, Hoping for the best. <laughs> and you talk to everyone's just kind of winging it. When you're younger, you have this, this this idea that when you get to be an adult, that you know what to do. You know what to do mm. and that things finally have this clarity. I'm telling you, kids, it never happens. <laughs> We're all winging it. I know exactly what I'm doing. Well, I, I don't think that we can hurt people with a podcast. Let's hope not. Yeah. Let's I don't want to do not. that. I don't want any podcasts falling on anybody's head. Exactly. Hope that iron chandelier is still holding out there. If you listen, you know who you are. I hope it all is well with that. Also at Etsy is our friends, Karmic Garden. And that's it for tonight. We'll be back soon with another episode of Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more. Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. If you want to purchase Stone Breath or hear more, you can go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com. The Witch Cloud is also there, our 300th special episode. Strange Familiars is on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars. The Strange Familiars Gathering Group is also there. We're on Instagram at Strange Familiars, and you can find us on the web at www.strangefamiliars.com.
banjo ring and this song I sing is my offering and it's all I can give Time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.